This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like you yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Not quite. Not quite. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer not here today. This is Rami Makloff of The Rami Show, which starts in an hour from now. And every time I fill in for Sparky on Sparky's Midday Madness, I am to clarify The Rami Show has not started yet. The Rami Show does not start until 3 o'clock, okay, everybody? I'm not allowed to say this is the Rami show. This is not the Rami show, even though this is Rami, and I'm in the very same Gene Wagner Plumbing Studios that I will be at 3 o'clock. I'll be the same guy, same studios, come 3 o'clock, but different show. This is Sparky's Midday Madness, Rami show coming up at 3 o'clock, but I can tell you what's coming up throughout the afternoon on both. Coming up at 2.45, we're going to hear from... uh, Drew Holiday and and Chris Middleton at three o'clock at three o'clock. I'm going to play back. And yes, my voice still sounds like this. I'm sorry. I'm trying my best for you guys. I want to play back the conversation that I had with Zach Harper yesterday of the athletic, the NBA writer for the athletic. And you're saying, Rami, you talked to him before the game. Why would you play an interview from before the game after the game? That doesn't make sense. That can't still be relevant. I was watching that game last night. And it was like, it was like the ending of the sixth sense. Like, you know how everything comes together and you start thinking back to the beginning. I was watching that game last night and, and thinking back to my conversation with Zach Harper from the athletic. And it was eerie, man. It was eerie how spot on he was. So we're going to hear that coming up at three. Dennis Krause of Spectrum One is going to join me at 315. Ty Windish from the Euro podcast. He's going to join me coming up at four o'clock and lots of Bucks thoughts from you in between all that at 414-799-1250 or tweet us at 1250 AM the fan. And the question out of the gates is just how, how did that happen? How did that happen last night? 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250 AM the fan. And to be honest with you, I'm I'm not that upset. And I didn't get the sense that I could be wrong. Let me know. 414-799-1250. I didn't get the sense that Bucks fans were all that upset or or in a panic last night by by dropping game one of the Eastern Conference Finals to the Atlanta Hawks. I think and we're going to talk about moving forward a little later in the show, but I want to look back first and ask how did that happen last night? 414-799-1250. Tweet the show at 1250 AM the fan. I still feel good about this series, but what happened last night, man, for for starters, I've I've talked about how this team s- seems to not react great to to pressure and big moments and they press a little bit too hard and kind of and kind of crack or crumble under pressure of big moments. I didn't get the sense at all that that's what happened last night to this team from from an emotional and energy standpoint. And when we're talking about emotion and energy, it's all speculation. I don't know what's going through these guys' head. I don't know how they're feeling when they're out there. But just use it. Just watching, using the eye test, I felt like they weren't grasping what this moment was and weren't up for the moment. Not that it was too big for them, and they cracked under the pressure, but that they just they didn't they didn't get themselves up for this game. And I'm thinking that, and then 
halftime on TNT, Charles Barkley says they're playing this like it's a regular season game. And that I that thought actually ran through my head in the first half. I was like, this feels all of this feels like a regular season game. Everything about this right now feels like a regular season game. And I talked with Bart this morning. I'm on the Bart Winkler Morning Show every Thursday at 9 a.m. And I, I told him that while I'm not here, I'm not going to excuse that. I'm not going to make excuses for that. I, I, I try to remember and I try to remind you often when this microphone is in front of my face of the human element, of, of human nature and how it plays into all this. And I happen to be reading... Phil Jackson's book right now, his autobiography, 11 Rings. And I just finished the chapter where the Bulls win their first championship. And Phil Jackson talks in there about how the Bulls finally get over that hump of beating that bad boy Pistons team. And then they got to go and try and win a championship. The job isn't done yet. They got to go and try and win a championship against Magic Johnson and the Lakers. And same thing happened to them in game one of that series that happened to the Bucks last night. He said they just came out flat and not not ready for the moment. Felt felt like they had already done something and breathed a sigh of relief and 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 didn't show up with the intensity that it takes to win an NBA Finals game. And that's really what I felt like happened last night. Not that this team felt the pressure and felt the moment and it was too big for them. I don't think they ever really grasped the moment. Remember after Game 7? I might still have it in here somewhere. I'll try and dig it up during the break. Remember after Game 7 when Giannis said what he was telling his team leading up to Game 7 was take in this moment, be here in this moment, and understand the opportunity that we have here as a team and 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 the chance to achieve dreams we've all had before we ever we ever even played basketball together. I don't think they had that last night. I, I I felt like it was a regular season game, and Charles Barkley said the same thing at halftime. I love when people who know a lot more than me validate what I'm thinking. Makes me feel smart. And Charles Barkley did that last night. He said the, he saw the same thing I saw and said the same thing I did. And the serve crowd, I know, I know my guy Bart Winkler was very hard on the folks at the serve last night. And they, they were also, it was also a very regular season crowd. I'm not going to lie. I, I wasn't impressed with the, fi- the, 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 the energy level or the intensity from the crowd either. But I think, while yes, athletes feed off the crowd, it starts with, with what's happening. Um, you got to give them, you got to get the ball rolling. It, do, it doesn't snowball until you give them something. You give them energy and intensity on the court. And then, and then it's a reciprocating thing. It goes out into the stands, back down onto the court. Out into the stands, back down onto the court. You can't just expect the fans to get up for, for nothing when you, didn't, when you didn't get up for it. So I'm not here to bash the Pfizer Forum crowd. I do think the, 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 the Deer District may be backfiring a little bit. I think the craziest of the crazies that make that place loud are outside right now in the deer district. <laughs> and I don't know, I don't know what you do about that, but I do think that that's also playing a factor in what that Pfizer forum crowd might sound like on a given night. I think the craziest of the crazy fans might be outside that stadium and not inside of it. And if you're in there, don't tell anybody to quiet down or sit down if you're a Bucks fan, all right? And if somebody does tell you to quiet down or sit down, don't, like, give them the finger. Don't say anything to them. Just keep doing you, all right? Just keep on being loud. Don't sit down. Clap, cheer, boo, do the whole thing. Be a fan. You're being a good fan. The ones telling you to sit down and be quiet, they kind of suck. You keep being a good fan, but don't start anything in the five-serve forum, all right? Don't do that. Now, as far as the actual basketball goes, and Rami in for Sparky on the Midday Madness. This is the Midday Madness, not really Rami show. Asking, how did that happen last night? 414-799-1250 or tweet us at 1250 AM The Fan. As far as the actual basketball and how it happened, once you get past the energy and the effort level, once you get to the actual basketball, if you listen to the Rami show yesterday, which is a different show, that doesn't start until 3 but if you were listening to the Rami show yesterday, I plotted out the only way 
that the Bucks lose this series. And I said, even if all those things happen, I don't, I don't know that the Bucks lose this series. All those things happened last night. All of it happened. I said yesterday, you couldn't let this, this coming out party for Trey Young continue. And man, did it continue. The guy was put aside how angry you are right now or, or how, how, how demoralized you are by that game. The guy was spectacular. It was, it was a marvelous performance from Trey Young. 48 points, impressive enough, right? I came across this stat. This might have been from Ty Windish of the Eurostep podcast, who's going to join me on the Rami show. Different show. Starts at 3 o'clock. He's going to join me at 4. I think I might have got this number from him. 48 points, impressive enough. Trey Young last night assisted or scored 80 of the 108 points that the Atlanta Hawks scored while he was on the floor during game one. Did you hear me? He scored 48. He assisted or scored on 80 of 108 points in that game yesterday. Just ridiculous. And as good as Drew Holiday was in that game last night, if we're talking about Drew versus Trey, Drew Holiday won that. And I said, you got to stop the coming out party for Trey Young. And Drew Holiday needs to win the Trey Young versus Drew Holiday matchup. And he didn't. Drew Holiday was real good last night. What did he finish with? 33 points in 42 minutes, 14 of 25 from the field? I didn't just pull that out of my head. I just pulled up the box score while I was asking the question. But Drew Holiday kind of, he, he kind of he lost. If you're talking about Drew versus Trey, as good as Drew was, Trey Young won that. And, and the thing that, that, that puts a little bit of salt in that wound is that Drew Holiday is supposed to be your defensive stopper. He's supposed to be that dude. He's supposed to be the, the glove of this team. That's good, that if they, have, if they have a shoot, if they have a, a guard on the other team that their offense runs through, Drew Holiday is supposed to be the guy that, that, that throws a wrench in those plans. And it's not entirely on Drew Holiday, but we didn't see that last night. So one of the things I said couldn't happen was Trey Young going off on you, and he did. And the other thing that happened last night was, again, the Bucs can't shoot the three. What happened to this team and shooting the three-pointer? Seriously, where, where did this team's shooters go in the postseason? They were one of the best three-point shooting teams in the entire league in the regular season. They were the fourth best shooting team, three-point shooting team in the entire league during the regular season. And now, last night, they go 8 of 36. 8 of 36, including Chris Middleton 0 for 9 from three-point land. And before this, I, I brought these numbers up yesterday when I was telling you everything that can't go wrong in this series. Before that, Well, let's go back to the regular season where they were the fourth-best three-point shooting team in the league at 38.9%. They were the best pull-up three-point shooting team in the NBA at 37.8%, and the sixth-best catch-and-shoot team from behind the arc at 39.7%. Before last night in the playoffs, they were shooting 31% from three-point range, just under 27% on the pull-ups, and... 33.5% on catch and shoot. Now, they did put up 113 last night, which is more points than they scored other than the overtime game in the entire Brooklyn series. So I guess you can say an uptick for the offense. But they they got to start hitting shots. They might still be able to get through this Hawks team if they're not hitting threes. They're not winning a championship if they don't find their three-point stroke. That's that's simply not happening. And then, why? Why? Oh, why? Are Pat Connaughton and Jeff Teague ever covering Trey Young? And why? Oh, why? Did Mike Budenholzer never once, never once, think to double team Trey Young? Just like he never thought to double team Kevin Durant. And the entirety of that net series. This dude just does not learn. He does not learn from his mistakes. There, there's, there's no reason for... All due respect to Jeff Teague. 
very long, successful career in the NBA. All due respect to Jeff Teague, there's really no reason for Jeff Teague to be on the court in a playoff game, man. And I thought we figured that out. I thought we learned that in that series against the Nets. Why are you expanding? What makes you think you can expand your bench now? You think you can take this Hawks team lightly? That's what it felt like to me in the first half of this of this game last night. With the way that Mike Budenholzer was giving out minutes to guys on the bench. Dude, Pat Connaughton played 29 minutes in this game? 29 minutes for Pat Connaughton? And six minutes isn't a lot for Jeff Teague, but he spent five of those covering the hottest guy left standing in the NBA in Trey Young. And I have some numbers on how that went coming up in just a minute. But re- I, And I started this, this, this diatribe of mine at 2 o'clock talking about the energy level and the effort level and how the Bucs seem to treat this like a regular season game. I felt from from the way Bud was was going through rotations and giving out minutes, especially in the first half, I felt like he was treating it like a regular season game. Like you're just trying to figure things out on the fly still. Like we had heard about them doing all regular season. What do you try what are what did you think was gonna happen when you put Jeff Teague, who again, all due respect, his best days as a basketball player and an athlete, are behind him. What did you expect when you put him one-on-one with the hottest player left standing in the NBA playoffs right now? I I just don't understand it. And I'm not, first of all, my voice can't. I'm going to try not to get too upset about that loss last night. I'm going to try not to panic about this series. We're going to talk about the series moving forward a little later in the show. But just, and hey man, I'm not saying you can't, you couldn't lose a game in this series. But just some of the stuff, some of the stuff and the ways that they, oh, I forgot one thing, rebounding. Good Lord, man. Good Lord. How are you letting that team out-rebound you like that? How? And I know it, in the end it was it was 51 to 45 which isn't a huge margin but some of the times that you let them get rebounds and that goes right into what I was just about to say before I, re- I remembered that I didn't mention the rebounding a lot of the stuff last night was avoidable which you could say is 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 a is a bad thing like why did why didn't you avoid it last night but you could also say it's a good thing because it's stuff the bucks can correct themselves How did that happen last night? 414-799-1250. Tweet the Sparky's Midday Madness. I almost said the Rami show. Tweet Sparky's Midday Madness at 1250 AM The Fan and get in. Let's talk some bucks. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM The Fan. Rami Makhlouf in for Sparky this afternoon. Hey, there it is. That's kind of my voice. Jeff, this is kind of my voice, right? Jeff Orlowski, other side of the glass. I forgot to mention that. I'm almost there, right? I'm almost back. It's a lot closer than it was. Yeah, it's much, much closer than it was. Got this tweet from good old KS. He said, whoa, what a comeback. You're kind of sounding like James Earl Jones today. I don't know about that, but I'm a little bit better today. I don't sound like Bobcat Goldthwait. So that's a start. I'm here till 6 o'clock. We're going to hear from a couple of bucks coming up at 245, Drew uh, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. And like I said at the start of the show, I'm going to replay my interview with Zach Harper yesterday from The Athletic, not because I'm lazy and not because my voice is bad, at least not entirely for those reasons, but also because my my conversation with Zach was prophetic. Like I was watching that game last night, and I said at the start of the show, it was like the ending to The Sixth Sense, where you're watching the ending and you're thinking back to everything that happened at the start. I was watching that game last night and thinking back to my conversation with Zach and going, oh my God, this what this is exactly what we talked about. And 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 it was not it was not what any of us wanted to see, but how did that happen last night? 414-799-1250. You can tweet us at 1250 AM the fan. Just bullet points on on how I think it happened. First of all, they came out with regular season intensity. They did everything I said they couldn't do, which was let Trey Young go off, which was Drew Holiday lose the battle with Trey Young, which was keep not hitting threes. And in addition to that, they got out rebounded by this Hawks team 
and re- out-rebounded in some big situation, three straight offensive rebounds in a big spot at the end of the game that basically sealed it for them. That was that was the end. That was the nail in the coffin. And all those things, all those things that I just laid out, well, not all those things. Most of those things that I just laid out are just are just matters of effort, of want to, of will. And even Giannis said that after the game. Effort. You got to compete. You got to put your body in the line. You got to box out. Uh, you got to be a little bit physical. Uh, it's more, it's more effort. And Liam chiming in too in the background. Giannis is a young son, and that that that's that's what happened last night. The Bucks didn't bring the effort. And once again, I didn't think it was the Bucks pressing too hard and crumbling under pressure as we've seen in the past. I think it might have been just the opposite. I don't think it was them feeling the moment and it being too big for them. I don't think they ever felt the moment. I think they came out and played that like it was a regular season game, and I think the Pfizer Forum crowd followed suit. That's all effort. That's all want to. That's all mindset that we saw last night. And I still think the Bucks win this series, but I, I hope only if that was a wake-up call. Only if that was the the slap in the face that these guys needed or the cold water to the face that these guys needed to say the job isn't done. This is the Eastern Conference Finals and that's a good team you're going to have to beat. Cuz I don't know if I don't know if they if they thought about that coming into last night's game. Drew Holiday certainly thought about that. Giannis for most of the night certainly acted like that. But the energy level, the intensity, the the effort stats like rebounds and man, some of that stuff, it's it's one thing Dude, Trey Young is going to cook you sometimes. All right? Trey Young is going to do that. But dude, he embarrassed you a couple of times. He did stuff that guys should not be doing to you on a couple of occasions. That little shimmy shake should not be happening to you. And I'm not saying Trey Young should not be doing it. I know some people think Trey Young should not be doing it, and that's classless or whatever the case might be. But Trey, you sh- you shouldn't give Trey Young a chance to do that to you. How does he have that much time? How how does he have that much time to do that? Where's where's the defense? And then he's he's throwing oops off the glass that he said they've only done in preseason games. This dude is busting out preseason moves. In game one of the Eastern Conference Finals, and you're letting it happen? Those those are issues of, of effort, energy, effort. Uh, 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 I, I just lost my complete train of thought. What's the last word? Uh, energy, effort. Who cares? All of this is stuff you can control is what I'm saying, is what I'm trying to get through to you. Everything that happened to the Bucks last night were things that they could control. Other than a very, very hot Trey Young, but even that could have been tempered a little bit with with a little bit more energy, a little bit more effort, and some some adjustments by Coach Bud. Let's go to the north side. And Nate, you're on the Rami Show. What's up, Nate? What's good, Rami? Um, I'm not even going to get into Chris Middleton today. Uh, I don't got the energy or uh, uh, restraint from being getting angry to talk about Chris Middleton. Uh, the only well, thing I'll say about Chris Middleton and I said I said that the game seven of the East, of of that series against the the Nets was his definitive game, and I may, I might have spoken too soon. That just bought him some time. I still need to see Chris Middleton consistently be that dude. That that's the issue with Chris Middleton. That's why we don't talk about him in the same vein as some of these superstars around the league because you don't see those guys not show up for games that big as often as you see Chris Middleton not show up for games that big. When he shows up, man, he's as good as anybody that you're going to ask for from that role on a team. But it's just too often that that guy has games like what we saw last night in big spots. Like, if you can, like, if you can, he can at least give me his average, I I could be satisfied. But he he couldn't even give me his average. But I digress. Um, Budenhauser, um, it's been plenty. We've been. Everybody's been wanting Giannis. When are you going to take control of the game? When are you going to do this? When are you going to do that? He he. Every time Giannis, at least for last night, I'm not going to talk about any times before, but for last night, every time Giannis decided to to get aggressive and start taking over the game, started scoring back buckets in the paint, 
started uh, doing good, but we're taking all this shit. He's on, on the bench for three, four minutes. I just don't understand. If that guy is if that guy is cooking that good, and, and your other star, Chris Middleton, can't give you uh, his average, can't give you a three, why are you taking him out the game? This man just played 50 minutes. He just had three days off. He's showing you that he, he at least he has a little bit of the win to get the job done. And if you play him for two, three, four minutes more and let him get into the game like he wants to, we, we win the game yesterday. I mean, it's just like I don't understand what, what buddy or what bud six minutes are taking him out the game when he's at his peak. At, but when, Nate, but when, uh, Nate but when, but, go ahead, man. Finish up. But when um, when he's not doing well, you want to leave him in the game for 10, 10 plus minutes more. I just don't understand that. I didn't understand it either. Thanks for the call, Nate. I appreciate it. I, I didn't understand it either. And I, I, re- I really do think yesterday we were asking on the show, and we're going to revisit this in the Rami show. Totally different show coming up at 3 o'clock. Same guy, same studio, same station, same Odyssey app, different show. Coming up at 3 o'clock. This is Sparky's Midday Madness. But we were asking yesterday if we were overlooking this Hawks team ahead of this series. I didn't think there was any way that the that the Bucks would be overlooking this Hawks team. And I don't know if that's what it was or if it was just a, a sense of relief and accomplishment after the Brooklyn series. But I keep going back to to to... to the fact that it felt like a regular season game for at least most mo- the entirety of the first half and even into the second half, that felt like a regular season game to me. And it really felt like Coach Bud, with his with the minutes distribution and the rotations, including what Nate just talked about of pulling Giannis throughout that game when he was rolling, was was almost a a show of disrespect to the Atlanta Hawks. Of we don't even have to throw our best at you. Because Coach Bud is not an idiot. No, Jeff, he's not. Okay, don't give me that little side-to-side head nod that you just did. Like, man, uh, are you sure? I don't think he's I don't think he's an idiot, Jeff. All right. You don't get to that level if you're an idiot. There, there's some level of intelligence there with Coach Bud. And you don't even need that high of a level of intelligence to understand your best players on the court a lot give you a better chance of winning a basketball game. And if he didn't know that, proof was in the pudding for the last three, four games of the Brooklyn series where you were you were, you were were seven deep. You didn't go more than three guys into your bench for the last three or four games of that Brooklyn series. So Coach Bud sees what we all see. I think he looked at that Hawks team and thought, I don't need to throw everything I got at these guys. We got no no need to wear out Giannis before we get to the NBA Finals. I I, I want to say an NBA coach wouldn't think like that, that an NBA coach understands you got to take every game when you get th- this deep in the playoffs as seriously as 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 anything. You got to do everything you can to grab every win along the way, but I don't know how else to explain the the level of energy and intensity and effort. Intensity is the word I was looking for before. I don't know how else to explain the level of energy and intensity and effort that I saw last night and the the minutes and, and the rotations that I saw last night all around the Bucks for the majority of that game, including Coach Bud's substitutions and rotations, felt like a regular season game to me. And if that's how you're going to treat the Atlanta Hawks, we're going to be t- we're gonna, we're going to have a very very disappointing conversation in about a week. How did that happen last night? 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM the Fan. Rami in for Sparky on the Midday Madness on 1250 AM the Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the Rami Show. Oh, no, I did it. I'm not supposed to do that. I'm fired, guys. This will be my last day. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan, the Rami Show starts at 3 o'clock. I'll be with you until 6 o'clock. Lots to get to with you between now and then. Right now, we're asking, how did that happen last night? 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM The Fan. Other than most of what Trey Young did to you, because you're not going to stop all of what Trey Young did to you, but other than most of what Trey Young did to you, that was a lot of the Bucks doing it to themselves. A lot of energy, intensity, effort level issues in last night's game, including how Coach Bud used his bench and, and rotated his players. 414-799-1250 or tweet us at 1250AMTheFan. Let's go to Jose on the south side. He's been waiting patiently. Now he's on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Jose? Hey, um, I think, listen, the Bucks are either watching too much sports media or news or something because they came into this game thinking the series was over. They won it. They swept the Hawks. It was done and over with. That's one point. Second point, I think Budenholzer is the McCarthy of basketball. He comes up with a game plan, and that's all we're going to do. Whether it's working or not, we're sticking to this game plan. And I think the third point, with everybody, Brooke Lopez, Portis, all our big guys dropping back below the free throw line when Trey Young is coming, they're playing them like this five foot six guy is going to come up and try to dunk on them. They keep dropping back. He's going to have the floater all day long. It's Give this kid 40 points, 10, 15 assists a game, we are going to get swept. If the Bucks don't wake up and start acting like a championship team, start playing like a championship team, have a champion mentality, we are not going to make it. I think another problem is, too, I, I believe I'm not a big basketball historian, but I think Dirk Nowitzki has been the only European-born player to win a championship, to lead a team to a championship. Giannis, I love the guy but he does not have that killer American b-ball playground basketball. I'm going to take it to you, and I'm going to crush you. He's more of a nice guy, and, you know, I, I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to offend you. And come on, Wisconsin crowds. Stop with this sitting on your hands, and it's disrespectful to boo and this and that. We are playing for a championship. I'm 46 years old. I moved to this country 36 years ago when I was a little kid. I've been waiting for a championship. We have it. We beat Kevin Durant and half of a James Harden. That does not mean we won the championship. Trey Young is a superstar. He's a killer, dude. He's an absolute killer, Jose. He's a baller. He's, he's amazing. It's just because he's little. You think that he's going to drive, shake um, Holiday up in the three-point, take it to the paint? They're all dropping back like, I'm going to block his shot when he takes it to the rack. No, he's just going to. Dump a little floater over your hand. He's going to kick it over to Collins or Capella. We have to play like champions. Put a, 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 a forearm on this kid's chest. How, uh, Jose, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. And he, Jose hit, hit, hit the nail on the head when it comes to Trey Young and, and the defense that they were playing on him last night. And, and I keep on referring back to the Zach Harper interview that I'm going to play back for you at 3 o'clock. That, that floater is what... And Zach explained this much better. Explained this much better than I could. Is what all their whole offense is based off of, man. That's their whole deal. Because once he gets that going, and 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 gets that in your head, and you're stepping up to defend that, that's when he's that's when he's dropping the alley oops to Capella and and these guys underneath the hoop. He's like an option quarterback when he gets to that spot on the floor and and has space to work with. And he's going to read you, and if you're going to play him, he's going to dish. He's going to pass it. He's going to dish it to somebody. And if you don't step up to stop him, well, he's just going to score himself. He goes up for that floater like an option quarterback. And if the Bucks keep on playing it the way that they played it, and I, I know that's Coach Bud's defense. This and this is this is why he gets killed by a lot of people, man. And I said this during the Brooklyn series. It seemed like at times during that Brooklyn series, Coach Bud was going, well, I mean, this is the game that we play. If it doesn't work, then I guess it doesn't work. No. What do you mean? 
You can't keep sagging on Trey Young. That's why he was able to shimmy shake on you. Bobby Portis wasn't within 15 feet of him. Because you chose to say, and because, and this is the part, a lot of people are, are killing Bobby Portis and a lot of people are killing Brooklyn, are, are killing uh, Coach Bud for the how much room Trey Young had on that plate. The thing a lot of people aren't aren't mentioning is Drew Holiday was lucky to to escape that play with his ankles. <laughs> like he just he got dude, he got shook right out of his shoes on that thing. And there was there was a, a screener in the way as well that, that made it a little bit more difficult for Drew Holiday to cover Trey on that, but he got shook out right out of his shoes. And thank God he didn't break an ankle and we still have Drew Holiday for the Bucks for the remaining games of this series. Let's go to Stalis and KJ. You're on the wrong. Oh, I almost did it. You're on Sparky's Midday Madness. Hey, hello. Hey, what's up? What's up, man? You know what? Everybody seems so surprised that that uh, that he did this. I mean, Trey Young's been doing this. I mean, ask ask the Knicks. Uh, ask Joel and KJ. We're not the Knicks, man. We're not the we're, Knicks. Yeah, we sure aren't. And you think we would have learned by now from those games? what he does and they have it and Bud's not going to because he doesn't make the right adjustments he's going to keep Brooke Lopez in there because he's got this man crush on him him and uh, Pat Connaughton and uh, the, the adjustment's not going to be made Brooke Lopez cannot handle that shot in the paint against uh, Trey Young it will not happen I do not see foresee an adjustment that's going to, to even slow him down. Um, they're just going to go. But he's K- going to continue to do. KJ, KJ, doing. let me ask you this because I, I, I don't. I'm not. I don't know what you guys expect from Brook Lopez, and he he wasn't. He didn't play. He didn't. I don't think he played enough last night, in my opinion. And and he didn't do what he was supposed to do while he was on the court. But who, who do you want out there instead of Brooke Lopez? I just want Brooke Lopez out there Bobby and around Portis the rim. Out there. Bobby Portis played in the first half. He scored. Uh, he defended. Yeah, that one play, he was out there. I don't even think that was his man. Like you said, he, he shook Drew Holiday out of, his, uh, out of his shoes. Okay? So that in itself uh, doesn't make it bad for Bobby Portis to be out there. Bobby Portis needs to get the majority of the minutes in this series. I want to see more Bobby not Portis too, Lopez. but I, it's not. It's not. I don't think not at the expense of Brooke Lopez. And we're we're going to get into and KJ. It'll be a different show at three o'clock. So the one call per show. If you called into the to Sparky's Midday Madness, you can call back later. We're going to get into what they should do differently. But just just a sneak peek of what I'm going to say. I do want to see more more Bobby Portis, but not at the expense expense of Brooke Lopez. I'll tell you who okay, okay, later so in the show. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Yes. So okay, you want Brooke Lopez to be out there. Jacking up three. No, no. I want Brooke Lopez out there and around the rim. I want him altering shots, blocking shots, grabbing rebounds. That's what I need from Brooke Lopez you against this Hawks team. He had last night, Grammy. I know. I know. Come that's on. what I'm saying. When he Come was on. in there, he wasn't even doing the things you need him to do. I'm not saying Brooke Lopez was good enough last night. I'm saying, A, he wasn't used right. B, he wasn't out there enough. And C, when he was out there, he wasn't good enough. That's coaching. Yes. If, 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 if he's not doing, if he's sitting out there and uh, Bud is allowing him to be out uh, in the corner at the top of the key, uh, you know, waiting for the ball, then that is coaching. KJ, you, you I don't, tell him, get I don't, your butt down there under the basket, rebound the ball, get the ball, and dunk it. I don't disagree with you. Nobody as large as him on the, the, the Hawks team. I don't disagree with you. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. I And – Again, go back to to what I said throughout that Brooklyn series. There were a lot of things that the Bucks were doing that they shouldn't, and a lot of things they weren't doing that they should. And I said throughout that series, I don't think that's coach. I don't think that's by design. I don't think that's what Coach Bud is putting down on the whiteboard. But that's not an excuse or a defense of Coach Bud. We're at the point in the season now where if the guys aren't reflecting you out there on the court and what you want done, that's your message not getting through, which is as much a failure for a coach as not drawing up the right play, as not having the right guys out on the court. 
if the if these guys aren't listening to your message and aren't 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 carrying out the orders that you put forth, that's on you too. That's why at this point there is no excuse for Coach Bud for this team not to be coming home with a Larry O'Brien trophy and having a parade. Period. Point blank. Nothing I've said so far or will say moving forward will be entirely a defense of Mike Budenholzer at all. 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250 AM. The fan. Let me get one more in before the break. It's going to be Paul downtown. You're on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Paul? Hey, how's it going, man? This is Paul. Hey, I'm a jump shot away from five-serve form here, man. And, and let me tell you, I listen to a, what a lot of the callers have to say. A lot of them are right. And I'm going to say this. Trey Young can put up 50 points and the Bucks can still win. That's, that, that wasn't the issue. The issue is Bucks need a true floor general. They need someone out there who's going to get those players in line. The coach is not doing a good job, in my opinion, keeping the players in line. That, that shot that uh, Connaughton took, that was horrible, man. You don't air booze a three-pointer like that with the game on the line. He shouldn't have took that shot. He wasn't the person to take that shot. Not at all. I think mind. it was again. That, I think that was drawn up for Pat Connaughton. And why are you drawing up shots for? And maybe he wasn't the first option, but Pat Connaughton should be like the fourth option exactly. at that point in the game. Exactly. And then with that, with that Trey Young shot, if if you notice when he shot that jump shot, man, they gave him so much time. I think the guy bent down and tied his shoes, man. And you can see from the corner that even after you broke Drew Holiday's ankle, Drew Holiday just get up on the play. He just walked off and let the guy shoot the three-pointer, man, with all the time in the world. That's horrible, man. That's horrible. Yeah, I, I would have liked – thanks for the call. I appreciate it. On the defensive side of the floor, I would have liked to see a little bit better from Drew Holiday. Look, Trey Young is going to get the best of the best defenders in the league. But that's exactly what I heard Drew Holiday was when the Bucks got him. And he looked, and he, he looked like that. I believe he is. I need to see that. I need to see that dude uh, uh, game it all day, all night. He needs to be on Trey Young when both of those guys are on the court. I know Drew Holiday isn't going to be on the court the entire game. But when he is out there, man, I need to see I need to see him hounding Trey Young. You know, last series I said uh let's just start calling Kevin Durant Kevin. Like let's stop with this KD Durant Slim Reaper, Katie Trey. Let's stop all that stuff. Let's humanize him and just call him Kevin. I feel like just Trey Young's first name is so cool. I don't think just calling him Trey takes any of the panache off the guy, does it? <laughs> just calling him Trey. I don't think. It, I don't know what we do, Mister Young. What do we do to 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 make Trey uh, to take some of that mystique off, that that's that's shining off of Trey Young right now? I don't know. I don't know what we call him. Be nice. But I don't know what we call him. Calling him Trey is kind of cool, isn't it? Call him Ty. That's also cool. I don't know that we can. I don't know if we can take the cool factor away from Trey Young. Four one four. Oh God, it's going. My voice is. I, I spoke way too soon. At about two fifty, and I was like, "Hey, I sound good." <sighs> we'll get through it, folks. We'll get through it. I'm going to need your help at 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan asking, how did this happen last night? Also want to hear from Drew Holiday. That's coming up right after this. That's Sparky's Midday Madness. Sparky's Midday Madness. Rami in for Sparky. I'll be with you until 6 o'clock. Rami show starts at 3. This is not the Rami show yet. Absolutely not the Rami show. Asking, how did this happen last night? 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan, as we follow a potential championship run by Milwaukee's basketball team when it comes to serving up awesome food for your dinner table, there's no disputing the winning choices from Robert's Specialty Meats. Paul Roberts has lots of options to grill out the best time for your family, starting with their legendary ribs on a stick, boneless pork ribs marinated in a thick and sweet barbecue sauce ready in minutes, or try their equally tasty marinated chicken skewers and barbecue garlic parmesan, Door County cherry, or chili lime varieties. I'm not going to try and do Sparky's skewers thing, not with this voice. Nothing says Wisconsin more than brats on the grill, and you'll find over 30 varieties of original sausages and brats from Roberts, including the Al Capone Italian sausage just Bursting. Oh, I can't even do that. Bur- 
bursting ugh, with zesty flavor. Call Roberts today at 262-549-MEAT for the best selection and to reserve your order. And when you visit, be sure to pick up some of their Cherrywood Smoked Jerky or Beef Sticks, the perfect snack treats, and check them out online at robertsspecialtymeatswaukesha.com for money-saving coupons and for the best in meats. Shop Roberts Specialty Meats, your home town butcher bursting no it's just not there it's just not there yet man it's not there yet today 414-799 it's so bad it's so bad (laughs) i don't know i'm trying man i literally don't talk i leave here at six o'clock i don't even talk to my dog jeff he doesn't know if he's a good boy or not because i haven't told him in three days i don't talk when i leave here i drink tea i'm doing the whole thing and it's just not working got a three-day weekend starting start saturday if I could, if if I come back Tuesday sounding like this, we got problems. If this is how your voice is after one day of partying, imagine if you went to Vegas but or this, something and went on a four day. It bender. wasn't even. I told Sparky this. We're gonna get to your calls in just one second. I think I'm gonna push Drew Holiday back. I was gonna, t- but we have full phone lines, and my voice is only gonna get worse as the show goes on. So maybe we go to Drew Holiday later in the show. I'm gonna take your calls here in just a second, Jeff. Jeff, the Polish pipe bomb, Morlowski on the other side of the glass and for Sam Schmitz today. I didn't, I was, because I, I had a shift at the score on Sunday. So I was out at the Deer District Saturday. I had a shift at the score down in Chicago on Sunday. And you know me, I take my job very seriously. I don't drink on school nights. And if I do, it's like I barely, I'll have like one or two drinks if I go like to an open mic or something. So I, I maybe I drank a little bit more than I would on a school night, but I'm t- I didn't like go like go crazy. Like, ah, I'll just pour an alcohol down my throat. So I watched what I was drinking. I got home at a decent hour. I made sure I got enough rest. The one thing I didn't consider was, uh, you talk for a living. Don't scream like an idiot for four straight hours while you're watching a basketball game. And that's that's what this is the result of. This, this isn't just partying too hard. This is this is just being a just a complete fool for four hours while I was watching that basketball game. And as I, long as it was worth it, it was totally worth it. Awesome. I, and I'll be back. I'll be back to full strength by Tuesday. I promise. I'm going to get through today and tomorrow, four hours each day, and then back to myself on Tuesday. I hope. Oh, look at this, young radio Joe Zenzola is on the line. What's up, Joe? What do you got for me, buddy? I'm surprised you'd even put me on the air, considering I left you high and dry as your producer. I've I've forgiven you. I've forgiven you, Joe. I understand. Uh, How is the car selling going? You selling cars? Selling a lot of cars? Yeah, I'm actually selling cars. I just don't know if we'll have any cars on our lot in July because the market is just so out of whack right now. Really? But, yeah. I'm, I'm selling cars, and I'm liking the job, and nice. come visit me at Hyundai West Allen. Outstanding. I'm happy that you're happy, Joe. Even though it took leaving me, I'm happy that you're happy. What do you got on the Bucks, buddy? Um, well, Trey Young, my nickname for him is Young Man. I mean... That's not bad. That's not bad. I mean, yeah, it's just the dude's young. And what I've been saying over and over the last couple of days is I want to see the youth of the Atlanta Hawks kind of show a little bit. I mean, you know how many Bucks teams I've lived through where there was inexperience, but you saw the potential and you thought that maybe they could make a dent in the playoffs? Well, why is it the Atlanta Hawks, this is the first time they've ever been in this situation, and they're playing like they own it? I, you, Joe, I think it's because it's because of, of Trey Young. It's, it's because that, cause that dude is cut from a different cloth, and he – like he's like, and Reggie Miller said this before. Everybody's making the Reggie Miller comparisons, and I was like, ah, come on. But Reggie Miller himself said at, before the game last night when they were talking to him, he took he took more joy in going on the road and silencing a crowd than he did being at home and getting his own crowd riled up. Trey Young relishes in this stuff, man, and lo- and lo- it, it it takes a, a lot of guys have to learn how to love and embrace the big moment. I think Trey Young, it, that's just in his DNA. And if that's in his DNA, then he's going to win championships. Because you're right, like, to have that kind of quality, especially at that age, that's something special. And it's too bad we don't have enough of that on this Bucks team. Like, it just, that's what really frustrates me. I mean, last night, you get out of that timeout, the five-minute mark. And, again, I, I, I don't know what Mike Budenholzer said to those guys, but a coin was put in that team, and they were they, – they brought the energy back, and mm-hmm. then they were up seven, and then to flush it down like that, that fast, to not be able to have the ability to rebound a single basketball. See, again, 
That's why maybe that was the moment where Bobby Porter should have been put back in that game. I mean, I understand were... Bobby Porter. I, I understand Bobby Porter's is not the best defender in the world, but he's certainly more mobile than Brooke Lopez. And that dude had eight rebounds in 15 minutes of work last night. Like, that's the opportunity where if you get just one rebound, you, you stop that possession. You stop the reload. Yep. Yep. You know? So I just – give me more Bobby Portis in game two. You've got nothing to lose right now. Joe, thanks for the call, buddy. Appreciate it. Do we still we, – we don't call you Radio Joe anymore, do we? You're not on the radio anymore. Hey, the Twitter handle is always going to be Radio Joe Sports. Do we so, call you, you know. car, car Sales Joe? Car Sales no. Joe from West Dallas calling in. Thanks for the call, Car Sales Joe. Bye-bye, Rami. See you, buddy. And yeah, the Yes. The, the, if they just win the rebounding battle, if they just win the rebounding battle last night, it's not a, it's not even a game. And honestly, and this comes from a shot qual at shot underscore quality. It's one of those uh, NBA analytics Twitter follows. They say to temper concerns for the Bucks based on the quality of possessions for both teams. Bucks were expected to win by ten points and win seventy seven percent of the time based on historic SQ data. Also, peep the new look or the new luck description table below as that's that's included in the tweet fear the deer 17 more expected points on threes and that's i don't i'm not saying i don't put stock in that i'm an i'm a believer in analytics it's why i'm always telling you bunting is stupid don't talk to me i'm a believer in analytics but at some point the threes have to start falling for the bucks because that hasn't happened the entirety of the playoffs the entirety of the playoffs so the, the 17 more expected points on three, okay, fine. But can we really expect that, I guess, is what I'm asking. I have to get to a break because we can't be late going into the Rami show. Completely different show. It's got to start on time. Even though whenever Sparky's here and we do crosstalk, we don't start the Rami show until like 3.13, 3.15 is usually when I go on the air with that show. But if you're if you're on hold, hang right there. I'll get to your calls. We're also going to hear from Zach Harper of The Athletic and a prophetic conversation that I had with him yesterday. That's all coming up right here on The Rami Show, 1250 AM The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich, the step back three, you bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.